Hi, this is Ron Darling with SNY TV. Um, you know me from covering the Mets, and uh, I hope you get a chance to listen to Mets Musings with Gary Mack. I had a great time. I hope you do, too. Mets Musings is an unofficial, independent podcast covering New York's National League Baseball team. It is not affiliated in any way with Major League Baseball or the New York Mets. This, this is, is Len and Jeff, Jeff from Baseball and Barbecue. And the one place to go for New York Mets news, past week game reviews, upcoming series previews, interviews, analysis, opinion, and, and what's, what's going, going down, down on the farm. farm. It's, it's Mets Musings with Gary Mack. So keep the faith, stay optimistic, and let's go Mets. Mets Musings with Gary Mack. Now it's time for some New York Mets baseball talk. Here's Gary Mack bringing you the latest news and analysis from Mets Nation and the world of baseball on another edition of Mets Musings. And hello everybody and welcome to another edition of Mets Musings. Hope everybody had a good week out there and spring training is in full bloom games will start tomorrow saturday 1 p.m on wpix 11 the mets will take on the miami marlins in the first spring training game at least the first televised spring training game so what is going on in camp well Let's see. I'd be remiss. Last week, I forgot to mention that Juan Lagaris had signed on with the San Diego Padres. That was my mistake. Uh, I know that will make uh, uh, Kathy Newman very happy that uh, Juan is uh, Juan's her favorite player, and he's signed a major league contract, I believe, with the San Diego Padres. He will be contending for the center field job there. So congratulations to Juan Ligares. Missed that last week. Wanted to get that in there. Okay. Uh, is Steve Cohen still in the mix? Reports say that uh, Steve Cohen may still be lurking in the shadows which means he could swoop in at the last second and buy the Mets. Now, this could be causing a problem with people interested in the Mets in purchasing the Mets because they're afraid they don't want to go through all the negotiations, the, um, the uh, you know, the uh, getting involved in it personally as well as uh, professionally and then have the rug pulled out from under them uh, could cause a problem. Still, there are a number of people that are interested. Uh, one source said that he had been contacted by a couple of banking sources who were representing uh, billionaires. No names given. We don't know who. Of course, the uh, um, we have a story a little bit later about one person interested in uh, in purchasing the New York Mets. Um, but Steve Cohen could still be lurking. Don't forget, he's still got the buckaroos, and he could could be a formidable challenge. He may swoop in at the last second, and apparently now the deal will include 100% of the team immediately, 
as well as SNY. That's the latest report that SNY will be included more than likely in any future deal. So I don't know what changed the Wilpon's mind. I guess the bad publicity, uh, the uh, the hatred of the, the, the fan base. I don't know what it is, but something changed their mind. Now, also keep in mind that uh, Jeffrey Wilpon's son works for the company that's offering uh, the sales information out. So, don't know what part that's going to play in it as well. But, uh, you know, it could be one of those things where it's not part of the deal to hire Jeffrey Wilpon, but somebody might come in and say, well, I don't have baseball knowledge. He's been running the team. We'll keep him in there for a few years, see how he does. Don't know. Don't know. Just a speculation on my part there. But uh, we'll see how that's going to shake out as we go along. Let's see uh, uh, more news from the camp. Yoannis Cespedes spoke to the media on Monday, but only said that he wouldn't be speaking to them at all for the remainder of the season. Not today, not tomorrow, not all this year, he said. Oh, Yanis, come on. I mean... You don't have the gravitas to pull a move like this. You haven't played in two years, just almost. I mean, come on. To to start making uh, demands like this or telling you're not going to talk to the media, it's a little ridiculous. You know what? If he's not hitting, nobody's going to want to talk to him anyway. So it may not be that big a deal. But, jeez, <laughs> come on. It's just, it's ridiculous, really, you know? It's just, just plain crazy. Um, on the injury front, Mets reliever Seth Lugo has a small fracture in his left pinky toe that he suffered in his hotel room. The most dangerous place in Sport St. Lucie is these motel rooms. These furniture and things just pop up from nowhere. Rojas, uh, Luis Rojas, the manager of the New York Mets, said there is no concern at all and that Lugo will refrain from throwing for roughly three days before ramping back up again, which he did yesterday. It's probably going to take a little later until he starts participating in games, but we're not concerned about it. They're doing a padding on his spikes. He was testing it walking around today and everything. It's his left foot, so landing on it the next three days, we'll see how it progresses then he'll start throwing all of that from Luis Rojas, the Mets manager. And um, talking about injuries, Jed Lowry. Remember him? Who? Who? Jed Lowry has been participating in all drills in spring training, but he's wearing a large brace on his left knee. And Mets GM Brody Van Wagenen, who said the team is encouraged by Lowry's participation, elaborated on what exactly is ailing Lowry. The left knee injury they had coming into spring training last year has just continued to give him problems, Van Wagen had told SNY's Gary Apple during an interview that aired on Mets Hot Stove this week. A lot of the issues that he had last year were muscles on the left side of his body on the lower half that were attributed to the knee. What he's doing is he had some instability. He has some laxity in the knee that we've tried to stabilize with the brace. 
the brace has allowed him to do his rehab. It's allowed him to do strength work. It's allowed him to do baseball activities. Now we're going to try to see how that brace can correlate into competition. As far as whether Lowry will be able to play in games while wearing the brace, Van Wagenen was unsure. When Lowry reported to spring training on Sunday, he wouldn't get into specifics about what was wrong with his knees. Like he said, I'm wearing this brace to alleviate my symptoms and so I can feel like myself. I don't want to get into specifics of symptoms. As far as being ready for opening day, Lowry wouldn't commit. It's always kind of a fluid situation anyway, Lowry said. I'm just going to go out there and do everything I can. As of now, we're just building up with that intent. That's a big brace. (laughs) That's a big brace he's got on him. I don't even know how he's going to get his uniform over that. That's a big ass brace. And uh, it doesn't look good at all. And, you know, seriously, I know the guy's working hard. He's trying to get in and all of that. But you know what? If you can't go, it's time to uh, to hang it up or, you know, talk to the Mets about uh, releasing you out of this contract and, and or taking, uh, you know, taking uh, uh, um, a buyout because, uh, you know, it, it doesn't. Uh, you haven't earned the money. <laughs> I know you've been working hard probably to get back, but you're not earning the money. I'm sorry, but, you know, and, and it just adds another question mark with Cespedes. Cespedes, too, is uh, with the, the multiple injuries last year and this, uh, you know, um, this lineup. And we could use him. The the lineup would be awesome with Cespedes in there if he's the Cespedes of old, but who knows? Uh, just think how good this team could be if you added Cespedes in his prime, playing well. If Edwin Diaz straightened his butt out. If Jerry's Familia straightens out his butt and is performing to, uh, you know, career, career statistics, at least. This team could be awesome. This team could be really, really good. And, you know, getting Cespedes back healthy would be like almost like making a a, uh, a huge trade. Because nobody really expected him to come back. If he could come back and be effective, it's a big deal. So... We'll have to. We got to keep our hands on that uh, and watch that. And hope it all pans out for the Mets. Jake Marisnik is remorseful about his role in the Astros scandal, and J.D. Davis is ashamed of his part of the Astros sign stealing. Both of them were with the Astros in 2017. I'm not going to go into any more about it. You know, let other people talk about the scandal. I'm tired of it. It's uh, it's been dealt with. Uh, people may not be happy, but it's been dealt with. It's gone, been going on for years and years and years and years, uh, in one form or another. Uh, this is just real time. They use technology. Uh, 
the only difference. So uh, they expressed remorse, and J.D. Davis said he was ashamed. So let it be left at that. All right, uh, let's see, where are we at? Uh, Let's take a a quickie break and come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Ron Swoboda of the 69 New York Mets, and you're listening to Mets Musings with Gary Mack. Looking for great Cardinals talk? Then check out Conversations with C70. My name is Daniel Shopdaw, and I talk with some of the great bloggers on the Internet today about their teams. It always goes back to the Cardinals. Find the latest episode on my website, www.cardinal70.com or at baseballpodcast.net. Baseball and BBQ, your place for interesting baseball talk, opinions, and history. Baseball and BBQ, your place for barbecue recipes, tips, and interviews from the world of barbecue. If you like baseball and if you like barbecue, then tune in to Baseball and BBQ. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and BaseballTalkRadio.com, along with Mets Musings and other great baseball podcasts. With all the Mets news, it is the news from around the world and around the corner. Here's Gary Mack. And, you know, uh, before we get back into it, if you'd like to be a, a supporter of the show, you can by going to our new website, anchor.fm slash Mets Musings. And right on that page, there is a support button, and you can click on that and uh, do whatever you can for uh, the show. There's different levels of uh, uh, donations that you can get involved with, and whatever you do, it would be most helpful. We're trying to keep the uh, show up, get the imp- improve the show. Um, we could use some new equipment and whatnot, and that's a good way to help us out and become a member. Also, at Patreon, if you choose to go that route, patreon.com slash Mets Musings, you can become a member there as well and show your support for Mets Musings. Keep the podcast going. I don't get paid anything for this, and it's not cheap to put on this uh, uh, grandiose show. (laughs) So I hope that you can help us out as best that you can. And if you'd like to leave a message, you can go to anchor.fm as well. Uh, anchor.fm slash Mets Musings slash uh, messages and leave a message right through the website. And uh, that that's something new that, that's been added to uh, our uh, uh our little uh podcast here our new on our new website or you can go to our metsmusings.com website and leave a message on the speak pipe which is right there in the middle um you can leave it right through your computer's microphone and it goes records and it gets sent to me so that's always different ways to uh, contact the show and ask a question, make a comment, anything at all. We'd be glad to uh, um, play it if, if you want. You can also send a voicemail. That's what I was forgetting. I, yeah, you could send a voicemail at 516 That's the voicemail hotline. Send a voicemail, and we'll be more than happy to play it on the uh, air. Well, Zach Wheeler left the Mets and got a huge contract with the Philadelphia Phillies. 
But Zach, did you have to go and make some dumb statements? I, I hate it when a guy leaves a team and then badmouths the other team. So what what happened? Wheeler said he got the offer from Philadelphia, and he went back to the Mets and and got crickets. There was nothing, and he goes, "That's I'm paraphrasing now, but he said something to the effect that it's par for the course." <clears throat> you know what, Zach? Um, you know he took care of you for a couple of years. You had surgery. It took you two years to come back. They were patient with you. Gave you every opportunity. Why do you got to go do something like this? It's it, there's only thirty teams in the league. Do not burn your bit bridges. Do not look what happened. John Neese, he left here, got traded to Pittsburgh, shot off his mouth, and you, you know what? Look what happened. He ended up back with the Mets for a short period of time again. So, and then he ended up with the Ducks. I mean. You know nothing against the Ducks, but it's it, but it's it's the Atlantic League, it's independent league baseball. You couldn't even you know get with another major league team in the minors. So please, you know why do you guys consistently do this? You could just said you called back the Mets; they weren't interested in matching the deal, and blah blah. That's it; it's over and done with. So Brody Van Wagenen got in in on this, and and I have to say I I don't blame him. And he virtually said the same thing. We gave him every opportunity. We gave him two years, blah, blah, blah. You know, he disputes the fact that there was crickets. They weren't interested, and they told him so. Um, why you got to use that terminology, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why any of these guys do that. Um, you know, I, I always use the example of Jeff Francois. He got traded, and he was nothing but kind and and sent flowers, if you will, to the Mets, praising the Mets organization for all they did for him and, and, and all of that. Um, that's the way you do it. You don't go, you know, making weird comments like this because then it gets you in the press and the New York media eats it up and now it becomes clubhouse material and it just makes you look bad. And there's only 30 teams in the league, so you never know. You just never know when you may have to be coming, begging back to that team that you just said had crickets. And what happens in five years if your contract doesn't work out that great and you still got some good stuff or you transition to the bullpen and you're looking for a job and the Mets could use a pitcher and they have a different owner. Well, a different owner is going to, you know, not say, well, previous ownership. Uh, they may not. They're going to say, hmm, this guy's a little bit of a malcontent, so let's uh, let's pass on him. So you know, don't 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 talk about it. Don't just just go and pitch and do your thing and say, I love my time in New York, blah, 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 blah. And they were wonderful to me. And thank you very much. All right, we were talking about Cohen still being in the mix. Well, one guy that may be interested in buying the Mets is, are you sitting down? Alex Rodriguez. Alex Rodriguez, who grew up a Mets fan and has spoken in the past about idolizing the 1986 World Series team, has emerged as a potential suitor to buy the team, reports uh, Thornton McEnery of the New York Post. According to McEnery, Rodriguez is kicking the tires about the idea of buying the Mets, though sources told McEnery 
that any bid from Rodriguez would be a long shot that would require Rodriguez putting together an ownership group of even wealthier investors. Jeter did it. Jeter put up $25 million and got a group with him to put up the rest for the Miami Marlins, so it may not be that big of a long shot. We'll see. Met COO Jeff Wilpon released a statement last week after the potential sale to Steve Cohen fell through, saying the team is trying to find a new transaction, and could A-Rod be the owner of this team? He does like to compete with Jeter. Uh, they would be in the same division. Wouldn't it be something to have them going head-to-head as owners? He probably would spend the money if he's got the money or if his group has the money and allows him a rather free hand. Um, very interesting. He has been known as the Met fan. And, and if you remember, he almost signed with the Mets back in 2000, I believe it was. Uh, but there was certain contingency in his contract that uh, Steve Phillips at the time did not want to meet, and uh, they let him walk. With, they never really made him an offer. But, uh, yeah, Alex Rodriguez could be back as the owner of the Mets, and that would be an interesting uh, interesting thing to, uh, to see. Him and J-Lo at the games. What do you think about that? Drop me a line and let me know what what your guys' feelings are about that. <laughs> it could be, could be real interesting. Uh, Jeff McNeil is uh, saying he's looking forward to playing a lot of third base full-time this season. Uh, it looks like he probably will be the third baseman, though J.D. Davis will be working out. Um at third base as well, about 50% of the time. I still think they should move Cano to third and put um, Jeff McNeil at second, but um, we'll see how that works out. Uh, for now, McNeil looks like the uh, the second base, third baseman, I should say, full time, and uh, that's that's it, you know. And it's not a bad pick. He's a good player. Uh, Jeff McNeil is, and he's very popular. So uh, good for good for him that he gets a job. And you know, coming off an All Star year last year, so cannot knock that. Uh, let's see what else have we got on here to report. MLB Network is released as top 100 players right now, and four Mets make an appearance on the list. Of course, the uh, uh, number eight, the top Met, is Jacob DeGrom. He's at number eight on the list, coming off his second straight NL Cy Young Award. DeGrom led the National League in strikeouts with 255, posted an 11 and 8 record with a sparkling 2.67 ERA. He is the second highest pitcher ranked on the list, slotted just below New Yankees acquisition. Garrett Cole came in at number seven. Uh, let's see. Also on the list, coming off an historic rookie season, Pete Alonso debuts on the top 100 right now list at number 24. After winning NL Rookie of the Year, setting a single season high 
home run record with 53 homers. Jeff McNeil played just 63 games in 2018, but still managed to finish sixth in NL Rookie of the Year voting that season. He followed that up with a stellar 2019 and appears on the 2020 Top 100 list at number 49. An all-star last season, McNeil slashed 318, 384, 531 with 23 homers and 75 RBI, all while making 30-plus appearances at four different positions. I don't even remember him playing that many positions. remember a lot of left field, some second base. Uh, but I guess he did. He played right field, and uh, I guess he even probably played the center a couple of times. Uh, Michael Conforto rounds out the group of four Mets who made the late, late list. Coming in at number 78, the outfielder cracked 30 home run plateau for the first time in his career, blasting the 33 homers and collecting 92 RBI. He hit 257 in 648 plate appearances last season. So four Mets on the MLB Network top 100 players right now. It's pretty good. I like that. All right, let's take another quick break and be back right after this. Now, this is Skip Lockwood, and you're listening to Mets Musing. Hey, baseball fans and book fans as well. This is Frank Nappy, author of the Legend of Mickey Tussler series, inviting all of you to learn more about my protagonist, Mickey Tussler, an incredible pitching prodigy who has autism. Follow Mickey's journey as he captures the hearts of fans everywhere with his blazing fastball and indomitable spirit. Please visit Amazon or www.franknappy.com for more information. Hi, this is the world-famous Mr. Brewtown of BrewtownSports.Potomatic.com. You know, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Google+, Plus. Uh, Brewtown Sports. You can also listen to the show at Stitcher.com, TuneIn.com, and iTunes.com. And we've got the new one. It's called BrewtownRadio.Webley.com. But the one that I'm most proud of being on is BaseballPodcast.net. It is the home of great baseball talk shows. Check it out, my show and all kinds of other programs all about Major League Baseball. So check it out. That's BaseballPodcast.net, the home for great baseball talk shows. 516-619-6341. That is the comment voicemail hotline if you'd like to be a part of the show and drop us a line leave us a comment or a voicemail question anything at all call that number 516-619-6341 or go to metsmusings.com and click on that widget in the middle of the screen and that's a speak pipe and you can leave a voicemail right through your computer through your computer's microphone or if you prefer to do things the old-fashioned way send us an email at metsmusings at gmail.com the facebook page is facebook.com slash groups slash Mets Musings, and the Twitter handle is at Mets Musings 1. And uh, if you'd uh, like to help out the show, check out our Patreon page. Check out the campaign at patreon.com slash Mets Musings.
that sound means it's time to go down on the farm. And uh, last week we reported how the farm was rated as the 25th, I believe it is, uh, rated the, the Mets 25th in the farm systems, ranking them in the bottom sixth in the league. But a lot of that, as we said, was because they had traded away some tough prospects and a lot of the guys made the made the major league team. There's a lot of guys that uh, look look over the last few years: Pete Alonso, Michael Conforto, Seth Lugo, Jeff McNeil, Brandon Nimmo, Ahmed Rosario, Noah Syndergaard. Uh, uh, you know the list goes on of homegrown talent that they've been uh, putting on the major league team and getting better at it as we go along. But there is still a couple of guys to watch. So who should we be watching this year? Well, you know the usual names. Uh, Andres Jimenez is one guy. Ronnie Mauricio is another guy. Francisco Alvarez. But lower down, you may want to take a look at uh, Brett Beatty and uh, Josh Wolf and a Matt Allen. And those are all guys that could pay off big down the line for the Mets. My guess is they'll be at Columbia this year um, in uh, single low low A ball. Uh, but we'll see when the assignments come out. But uh, that's where I think they'll be. So keep an eye on them. There is a future. There are some guys around there that could be uh, really nice players in the future. And there's a couple of there's a couple of guys. A couple of other guys that could be dark horses that uh, get together. And I think even Syracuse, I think, is deeper to pitching. There's younger pitching there than it has been in a while. Uh, in other minor league news, Rich Donnelly, the former skipper of the Brooklyn Cyclones, has uh, been hired as the St. Lucie manager for 2020. He will... Uh, uh, take over there and he's replacing Chad Cruda who of course Chad Cruda went to Syracuse <sighs> after Brian Schneider left Syracuse to go to the Mets so <laughs> because Carlos Beltran was fired and Luis Rojas took over so uh, the uh, the uh, musical chairs is over now the Mets are set, and here's the Mets minor league managers for 2020. Triple A Syracuse is Chad Cruda. Double A Binghamton is Lorenzo Bundy. Single A St. Lucie Mets, Rich Donnelly. Low A Columbia Fireflies is Reed Brignac. Short season Brooklyn Cyclones, Ed Blankmeyer. Rookie Kingsport Mets is Chris Newell, and the rookie Gulf Coast League Mets is David DeVilio. So that is the manager uh, manager set up in the minors for the 2020 New York Mets organization. And I think that's going to wrap it up for this week's show. I hope you enjoyed it. And I want to thank you all for listening. And don't forget to uh, check out the podcast on CastBox, uh, Google Play, Apple Podcasts. Wherever you listen to the podcast, please hit the subscribe button. It helps us grow the show and expand to new listeners. And we are all over the Internet. Just, just you can find us everywhere. Or you can find us on uh, MetsMusings.com or Anchor.fm slash MetsMusings. 
So check out all of those sites. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook. The group is called Mets Musings. And on Twitter at Mets Musings 1. So, uh, and I'm also on Instagram at Mets Musings. So check all of those sites out, please. And uh, don't forget to subscribe to the show so you know when the next episode is going to come out. And uh, as I said, that's going to wrap it up. And until next time, remember to keep the faith, stay optimistic, and let's go Mets. Game tomorrow, spring training game televised, first one, 1 p.m., channel 11. And I'll talk to you next time on another edition of Mets.